0: Welcome back to Alphon Arena here on the campus of the University of Maine in Orono, Maine with a score at the end of 1 is Maine 2, Merrimack 1. I'm Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you as it always is by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure that you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Well, pleased to welcome in Larry Mahoney from the Bangor Daily News, also Maine radio college uh, commentator and uh, Larry that first period there all main uh, if not for that strange bounce off of the boards there Merrimack got the goal got a break there on the power play uh, might have been worse but Maine leads by the score of 2-1 I thought maybe some of the best plays or the prettiest plays that Maine made in that first period didn't even wind up in the back of the net
1: right I mean I, you know when you look at it I mean Merrimack Maine certainly it was one of, one of the best periods I've seen them play this year I mean I thought they won a lot of loose pucks I thought again Merrimack hung in they did a pretty good Job, even though uh, Maine dominated the period, it's not like Maine had a lot of great A scoring chances. I think Merrimack did a pretty good job uh, letting Troy Coburn see the puck uh, again. The two goals, the second one, it could have been a penalty on Maine there, but uh, it wasn't. It Maine went up two zip. Uh, that Zamb- that's where the zip, Zamb- that part of the boards where the Zamboni is. A lot of times the puck will come directly out. That's that that's been that way for years here. And Ben Bra was in the right place at the right time, so you know, gave the uh, Warriors a lifeline there, and then, again, at the end of the period, I think Hobart made a couple good saves, and I thought Merrimack had a little pushback at the the end of the period, I thought uh, Swayman made a couple saves there at the end, so I mean, when you're on the road you know, you want to stay in the game, and they've done that. And I'm sure uh, they'll come out in the second period. You know, they again, they're only down by one. Uh, uh, Maine is not a team that blows teams out. So I mean, you know, like we said, sixteen—the last sixteen meetings have been one-goal games, if you exclude. Empty net goals between Maine and Merrimack—it's an unbelievable statistic. Uh, but these games are always three to two, four to three. They go overtime. They're ties. It's just uh, the way it is. Both teams do the same types of teams. They're grind. They're, they've got some skill, but they're more grind it out, lunch pail dumping in. Uh, you know, both teams finishing their checks all over the ice, and uh, so we got a two-one game. It's a different kind of place to come up here and play. Scott Borick, Merrimack coach, talked about it before
0: the game. You know, not only are all of his freshmen, which make up the majority of the roster, uh, they've never been up here and played in this rink before. But the sophomores haven't because of the way the hockey schedule is. Merrimack hasn't been up here in two years, so I'd say for them to get out of the first period down one is kind of
1: a win. Yeah, I mean you've got 14 players that haven't played here before. You know that uh, that are playing regularly tonight. 12 freshmen, two sophomores, and again, what you try to do is a coach and say, look, come out, play with composure, be very uh, diligent defensively, don't don't get down two or three early. They didn't do that. They got down two nothing. But to their credit, they capitalized. Ben Bra capitalized on the, you know, the opportunity on the power play. It's a two one game, and uh, you know they're right back in it. Uh, so they can go into the period saying, "Hey, it could have been, been worse. Should have been worse. It wasn't. We're only down by one. Let's come out. And let's uh, let, let's go at it in the second period. See if we can carve out some more chances and, and get this thing tied up."
0: It's been a really interesting season for Maine. I mean, talk about the highest highs and the lowest lows almost. I mean, st- starting with that 7-0 loss to Providence at the beginning of the year, and then just last weekend, the two wins in overtime at Boston College, a tough place to play. You know, they've seen it all pretty much.
1: It's a strange team. It really is. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint this team. They they don't have a lot of supplemental scoring. It's starting to come a little bit now, but basically they've got three uh, goal scorers, uh, Edwards, Trail Max, uh, Jacob. Schmidt bestrup and Tim Doherty, uh, nobody else, uh, you know, really has scored more than five goals, so uh, they, they're dependent on that, uh, they do have a, a Jeremy Swayman, uh, Scott Warwick said before the game, he thinks he's the best in the league, and uh, he has, he's kept them in games, their penalty kill has been good, but, you know, they, they haven't been good on the road until that BC series, they had been 1-7-1 and in Hockey East on the road until they swept at BC, the number four team in the country, which, you know, no one expected, uh, uh, at home they're six zero and two, but I mean they've had some games here where they haven't played very well, and were able to uh, come out with a result. So it's a very hard team, but the league's that way. I mean there is a, you know there's a lot of good teams, but I don't know if there is a great team. I don't know is, you know if if you were sat down with a bunch of all of us who, who cover college hockey, said okay. Pick three teams you think can win the national championship or four. I don't know if you pick one from Hockey East. It could happen by the end of the year. But right now, I mean, there's so much parity. I mean, nine points separate 10th place and first place. I mean, Maine is is, uh, is eighth, and they're four points out of second. Uh, you guys, you come in here, you can get three or four points here. You're back in it. So, you know, they're really, I think it's, it's just a lot of parity this year. Um, you know, there's a, and again, anytime you have a situation where you have having players leave after a year, or after two years, uh, you know whether you like it or not, that creates parity because uh, you know some of these classes coming in. You say, "Wow, are they going to be loaded?" But they don't stay because uh, you know they play one year, two years. The uh, NHL teams don't have to pay a lot to free agents anymore—you know, eighty-five to one hundred seventy thousand. I remember the days you guys when you guys started out. I mean, they're free agents I think uh, goalie who was a boost received a goalie at Northeastern uh, wasn't received some to $500,000 signing bonus so now because they don't have to pay that because the signing bonuses are much lower They'll take a chance on a tweeter, a guy that could materialize, but, you know, not necessarily. So they'll they'll come and get him and say, okay, yeah, you want to take a shot? You know, come after one year, come after two years. and uh, uh, So that, that, that creates parity, which is good for, which is going to cross the board. That's why uh, it's very difficult for a team to repeat as national champions all over Minnesota. Duluth has, has since done so last, last two years.
0: I think what you said contributes to the, the fact that, you know, you mentioned Maine's looking for, you know, they, Three goal scorers, right? I mean, you could actually look around the rest of the league and say that about an awful lot of teams, and it's because of what you said about players leaving early and so on. I mean, uh, you know, Kale McCarr back. That makes UMass an entirely different team, no question about it, just as one example. But, uh, I mean, that to me is the difference. Where You have a lot of very good teams in Hockey East, no great team. Right. And I think that's the difference, is there just aren't those goal scorers
1: in the league this year. No, I mean, Patrick Harper, you know, uh, comes to mind uh uh, Tyler Madden comes to mind as, as players. David Cotton. David Cotton's another one. I mean, a lot of the players are smaller players. That's why they're staying an extra year. Um, you know, because they, again, the college game, the college game, they're suited for the college game, and they they need the extra year to build up, uh, you know, to, to again, work on, on weight training, things like that. That's why the college game is so intriguing for NHL teams now, because... You know, nothing against Major Junior, but they play. You know, they rarely practice. Major Junior teams play seventy games. College kids, you got to, you have to. Not only, uh, not only do you get a lot more practice time and a lot more skill development, but you've got to learn to budget your time. You've got class. Uh, you've got, you know, the social aspect. So, you know, you're you're ready. You're more ready. More well-rounded. When you leave college to go step right in and play pro hockey in the AHL or the NHL, where major junior kids again, they're they're more used to more games and a lot of road trips, but they don't have a lot of time for skill development because they they hardly ever practice. They play so many games. Well, Larry, quickly before we let you go, video review we, we see we see a lot of it. Do you, do you think it's helping the game? Um. Well, it it takes a while. I mean, I I don't know. You guys have probably been bothered by it like me. I mean, it seems like every goal is it it takes two minutes to review. Um, I'm surprised we didn't have any reviews. I I know, I know. This is the first time I can remember with three goals scored, no reviews. So, you know, so it's a positive for all of us right now. But, I mean, the bottom line is they want to get it right. Uh, So... I mean, it does take take time. Um, I, I wish it was quicker. Like, if you ever watch Premier League soccer, um, they have VAR. And, and that takes, like, less than a minute. They take, you know, they have somebody that whose whole job is just to look, to see if a ball completely crossed the goal line or a penalty kick should have been awarded. And they get it done quickly. I think that's the biggest uh, uh, gripe for all of us. It's, it takes, like, a minute and a half and two minutes. And it seems like, you know, probably 30% of the goals, 40% are reviewed. So yeah, I mean, you know, they can refine it, but you know, you want them to get it right. You know, if somebody's uh, impeding or or if if somebody was clearly offside, um, you want them to get that right. I mean, you remember the game. In the uh, NCAA tournament, I think it was Air Force, and was it Air Force in Vermont? Where Vermont scored, they played, went through the net. They played five more minutes. I mean, that you know that's the darnest thing I've ever seen. So yeah, you know they want to get it right. I just wish they could do it a little more quickly.
0: You know, I know we need to break, but I need to ask you quickly: the sure. news that came out this week about Hockey East, what may happen in the future? Uh, your take on all of that, and what you think may end up happening? Whether you know another league like America East gets involved with the
1: administration or what? I don't know. I, I you guys were the first. Uh, like you were the first one. I hadn't seen that. Um, you know. So I don't know. I mean it's 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 a great league. I don't know why you'd want to tinker with it. You know, I mean the only thing they need, John and, and Mike, is another team. And as we talked, you gotta do something with the scheduling. Uh, and I agree with Scotty Bork and I agree with Red Gendron and and all the coaches. If you're going to play an unbalanced schedule, everyone should get in the tournament. You know, because because you know some some teams going to get stuck playing the top three teams in the league and some teams going to play the bottom three, and that's unfair. So I think all 11 should get in, and I think they can do a better job with the schedule. Like Maine's got 11 or 15 on the road. You guys got a tough stretch where. Coming up, uh, you know, with what, three with with, uh, B.C.? BC? Yeah, I mean, they're going to do a better job of scheduling.
0: All right, thanks so much, Larry. Really appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon.
1: My pleasure, guys. Have fun. Make sure you get some lobster while you're here.
0: Uh, Indeed. All right, thank you. That's Larry Mahoney. He is our guest here in the first intermission with the score, Maine 2, Merrimack 1. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.